Hello, you're listening to Baseball by BB Normal, which is coincidentally the solo project of our guest this week, Ben Barter. Born in Auckland, New Zealand, Ben is currently a Los Angeles-based drummer, producer, storyteller, and ex-dishwasher to the stars. He's shared the stage with Lord, Broods, Jared James, and many more. He's played basically every large festival you can think of and has done all the talk shows. He's the shit, he's such a pleasant guy, and I really enjoy chatting with him. Keeping up with the theme of season two, Ben broke down the top drumming moments that formed his playing. His Steve Gadd moment was actually an entire solo, and I played the whole thing, so don't skip forward on any of the music on this one, because Ben has some great choices. And links to all the songs in this episode can be found via the podcast section on BigFatSnareDrum.com. And while I admit the audio isn't ideal, we're doing the best we can in this whole remote recording thing, so please fight through this and enjoy the show. Cheers. here with Ben Barter. Thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So your mantra is basically to make the simple stuff sound good. Oh. And you definitely you definitely do. And so that's why I'm really excited to have you on the show because I love your drumming and I'm really excited to hear about your top five or it can be top whatever. Again, I think every episode people have not stuck to the, the top five, which is totally fine. Oh, yeah. no, but, no um, I, could, I, I managed to get it down to the top six. That's great, man. Like Thank you so much. Very close contenders, if not tied with like... Yeah, and we could have some honorable mentions towards the end as well. Just, you know, throw it in real quick. But um, yeah, I just want people to know how I'm excited to learn about it because I'm a huge fan of your playing, man. So so much. Well, to me, I, I have a whole thing in my career where I feel like everything I do, I've won a competition to be there. So <laughs> I just feel like I, uh, I feel very lucky <laughs> to even like be asked to do something like this. I'm stoked. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure that attitude has, has helped your career just as much. So, um, yeah, let's just, let's just jump right into it, man. What's, what's the first one? Okay, so th- mine are in no particular order, actually. Okay. But, um, my first guy is Charlie Watts. This, I used to work at... Uh, backstage at concerts when I was in high school um, through my, my sister had the job and she got me and I was washing dishes. So I literally wash all the band's dishes. And so I um, got to see so many bands and I was so lucky to do Rolling Stones. And yeah, just like seeing Charlie Watts drum was just like, he's one of my favorite drummers. There's, um, so this is just gives the, uh, I'm trying to recreate the vibe that I felt. <laughs> sure, sure. I do is the Rolling Stones backslash live at the max 1991 and like the first song is start me up yeah <laughs> so it's so, so powerful man oh man yeah there's something like there's something about him like he doesn't like it, it's 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 so opposite to what like a lot of people would perceive as like you know like technically good drumming or whatever you know it's like not everything's perfect and like he never hits the hi-hat and snare at the same time anymore it's just like something so unique and like almost kooky but it's just like so much character and and like so much like feel like that's so simple you know it's so sick. Hunter, yeah and I, speaking to his uh his hi-hat not playing on the snare drum there's there's two points about that i've noticed that a lot of times because of that he kind of has an accent r- on that eighth note right after the backbeat every time yeah, just because yeah. that's inherently do- yeah, do- not even if he's trying to it's just because he's not playing it and then going back in you got to get back in the groove 
and he and he also I, I don't do this but part of me every time i like try out a snare drum i almost want to hit a hi-hat at the same time because yeah, 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 it's like yeah, when yeah. i'm playing you're never hitting a snare by itself it's like just go around have have your buddy just hold a hi-hat and walk around because <laughs> that's the actual sound you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's true his whole vibe is no ego at all. And not only him as a person, I mean, he's always been the level-headed Rolling Stone, yeah. kind of soft-spoken, clean-cut. I was going to say, when you were talking about doing the dishes and stuff, I wonder if, like, when you got his dishes, it's like the fork and knife were perfectly at a 45-degree angle. The plate was, like, cleaned. It said thank you on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. He's so classy. He's so classy. He's such a gentleman. Um. All right. Let, let's, let's, if you're ready, let, let's go to number two, man. What's, yeah. So this is, like, this was a moment um, that just like blew my mind. Like I didn't know like anyone could drum like this. Uh, and I must've been like, I can't remember how it was, but it was Aaron Spears, um, the, the caught up Phil. And it was like in like an Usher, like award show performance. Mm. So it was live when he did it. Um, and it blew my mind. And I remember just going like doing the slow YouTube down, like slow up by 25% and 50%. 50% was a bit much. He just chopped it up too much. But 25, yeah. almost work out what he's doing. When I figured out that you can do that on YouTube videos, it changed so much for me. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, that... Um, I, in New Zealand, growing up in New Zealand, like there was no one doing that kind of drumming, you know. Oh, okay. Like that I knew of. I was like drumming with like punk bands, um, you know, like power pop bands and like um, a little bit of hip hop stuff later on. But um, yeah, that was the first time I saw like someone like Aaron Spears drum like that, and it just like blew my tiny mind. <laughs> and sure. then I remember just trying for ages, like to doing like this is when I was pretty young, just trying to like the triplet type feel, feels and stuff. And like, uh, yeah, I never really, I never really, I can do like, now I've, I've kind of can do some stuff if I'm mucking about that. Um, yeah, that stuff like blows, blows me away how someone can get that good. And also just like the power behind it, like mm. how hard he's hitting the drums and the timing of it is just perfect. The, it feels nice. Like the feel is good. And like, yeah, that feel like really like, and like yeah that blew my mind <laughs> yeah, it's a cool thing about aaron is that he's not just it's like people get oh i can do the sticking i'm great it's no his dynamics his and the way feel, he just like, yeah. does this like kind of yeah he's he's great and it's also i love how those those kind of fills that just end with just a super alpha confident just hi-hat bark like yeah there you go oh it's man. like yeah, put, yeah putting on a platter for you and like just space afterwards it's so awesome but then he's like his feel like he can make the simple stuff sound incredible like he just needs to do like kick kicking a snare you know i can like for concert drumming you know like you're trying to get the crowd moving and he can just like you know kick and snare and like the whole crowd will be like you know like that's what oh, it's totally. all about, you know, that's like the, the goal I reckon for, for like that, like, you know, like pop, you know, concert drumming stuff. And, yeah. It's funny too. I know this is the big fat snare drum a podcast. And so it's the opposite, but his cranked snare, I, uh, I, yeah. I love his snare sound. Yeah. 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 Sick, man. Yeah. That, that Don't tell Chris that. I said that. <laughs> yeah. I've been cranking my snare off of it lately too. Yeah. Playing around with that stuff. I like it. But, um, yeah, man. Yeah, that guy's cool. He's a, and I think I've never met him. I'd love to, but yeah, I think he's a super s sweet guy from what I've heard from friends that have like t like worked with him and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
Um, before we go to number three, I have a cool little, this is kind of more of a, a metaphysical question, I guess. But uh, so after, after high school, you went to architecture school. Oh, yeah. And was that always kind of, um, do you think the love for like structure and building things made you gravitate towards the drums? Because it was like, in and of itself, it's kind of a puzzle piece. Um, I was I was drumming before, like, you know, since I was five. So architecture came a bit later. But I guess, like, I guess with architecture, I um, it was, like, for me, a little problem solving. Mm. Um, um, like, just working stuff out, you know. And, and then the visual aspect of it as well. So now with drumming, like, when I'm making notes and when I'm doing sessions, I always have like a really strong, like MIDI vision, like I kind of in the MIDI section of Ableton, I, I like have all the sections visually and different color coding. So I think like a lot of architects, you know, we had to like, we'd have to make a plan, you know, and it'll be like color coding for plans. And then uh, a lot of architecture is like patterns and rhythms, you know, like the, the rhythm part of architecture definitely ha- can cross over to the drumming. And there's a lot of musicians that are, architects i'm a lot of drummers too i i know i know a bunch so i think it's like it's like a creative art thing that also has a lot of technical know-how behind it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like oh, a lot sure. of architects i think have have like an air of like they're the greatest like creative like realm because they've got all this technical know-how and then if they can pull off something beautiful and like um pure purely artistic but with all this technical know-how it's like the ultimate thing and yeah, i think like both sides of the brain yeah, yeah i think music is like like that as well um yeah you gotta like technically that stuff really backs up but the end product the concept might be really simple and like like uh you know like kind of avant-garde but then all the technical know-how really like comes in behind it you know so maybe that's like why like architecture and musician brains are similar i don't know well yeah because i know you well when you played with um was it no wild and kids in space (laughs) so you i mean that was your first kind of introduction to having to use electronic instruments yeah was that more of a a needed burden or is it something that you were just kind of wanting to do anyways and it kind of oh um i think i was like interested in it i had started using ableton and using backing tracks for old bands by then so all i need to do is get like a sample pad plug it into my laptop and like chuck some triggers on you know sure. so it was like pretty innocent step beforehand and then um sorry i just um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm drinking soda street <laughs> so gassy. I'm not editing that out at all. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> oh, apologies. And my hair looks so rough. My new hair regime is just go to bed and see what happens in the morning. And then, um, yeah, Kids in Space, um, it was like hip-hop production. My friend Josh Fountain, actually, one of my great friends, like one of my best friends around, we used to live together. He actually is amazing. He's an amazing producer. He just produced this girl, Benny, uh her song super lonely and it's like in the top 10 at the moment he's oh, awesome but he was producing that stuff so and it was like kind of cool hip-hop and so live drums just d- didn't you know sound cool in the room so mm-hmm. we like yeah we played around triggers and um yeah it was it was just like a kick and a snare trigger at first and i remember having shows where i i couldn't get the um settings right and so i'd be it would be a pretty big show i think we we're opening for like fun or something jack antonoff's band which is funny oh yeah i love fun. um and 
and um, I had to like whip out my <laughs> kick trigger because it was like going like a machine gun, like duh, 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 you know, like. Just, oh my like, god! Flat. So many times, like, man. Oh man, so embarrassing. <sighs> still happens. A lot of concerts. It still happens. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's a really good one that happened recently. I was doing on a kick pad, and um, with the with that particular brain, when the plug comes out halfway. Um, it would revert back to the factory setting. So I had like doop, doop on green light the song and then like the plug slipped out because the tape fell off. It was so humid. It was in Indonesia, I think. And um, it just was like... Oh, no. <laughs> the verse for like this real like um, like intense like kick, like quiet and so embarrassing. Um, At least green light's not one of her biggest songs. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. But electronics, you know, like... I'm like, I think it's cool. Like I really enjoy like music production like getting the getting the sounds sounding really cool and like like for the music you know for the song um but in terms of just playing i would much rather play like just a normal kit but you know luckily like electronic drums are getting way more advanced like uh i have to plug in the gay with, i i play gay with g9 electronic drums now and they're so sick and like i was gonna say congrats man you just uh you're officially an artist now it's yeah, awesome i've got them here they can spin around and like <laughs> i'm getting ready for a performance um oh that's awesome um but uh they are sick and like even the hi-hat feels really natural now it's like pretty amazing and like the way they've recorded like the tones and that excites me about electronic drums but when it's just like hitting samples and stuff you know it's like it's fun, you know, but playing like no, like you know, like just playing acoustic drums. It's like nothing beats that. Are you still playing the Dawes pads? Or are you switching? Yeah, all yeah. I've to got So um, Gava, I'll use the Brain, and I'll, I'll probably have to use some of the um, other companies like Kick Things and stuff. But um, I'll use like the Gava pads, and um, the Brain is is amazing. Yeah, it's so sick, and I just feel so lucky from going. I think it was like an Alesis like drum pad that was just a MIDI controller. Mm -hmm. um which plugged into my i think like dell laptop at the time (laughs) Um, (laughs) which got overheated and like had a big fan underneath it like the fans went so hard the laptop's like hovering above the (laughs) the uh, (laughs) thing yeah yeah. like um and now to like work with like gaver and like i'm suggesting ideas for like the user interface and like you know like the drum tones and it just blows my mind i don't know how i got there but uh, I mean, you are a tastemaker. A lot of people reference you and what you're doing oh, right. with your oh. live show. Oh, absolutely. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 very, very nice. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just sick. So I get more and more excited about it. Yeah, I also love playing like a simple show with just a small kit, you know, and just like being able to lay back in. No, I love electronic music, and I love the um, just the comfort knowing that the show sounds so like the album in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also love with Eve Six, we don't do anything. It's just guitar, bass, drums. And I walk on stage, yeah. count off with an open hi-hat, and yeah. it's just go. And you know what it so. is? It's like stress-free. Like mm-hmm. yeah. most, A lot of my anxiety from shows comes from um, if the technology is going to fail. And, so, and it does like enough to be like nervous about it. And, yeah. and this and it's always a lead or like a, a pad a pizza that just like dies in, in a pad you know it's like mm-hmm. it's like um the brains and stuff are always fine but um yeah it's so stressful <laughs> and you're 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 pretty adamant about not using computers live for that reason right yeah if i can get away with it i'd rather like the only times i'd want to use computer is um really is for effects which i'm wanting to get into but I think um, I'm hopefully with the Gaber thing, we're going to try to get like a foot expression pedal working with a filter 
That's um, awesome. So we hopefully, I mean, that's one of the ideas is, um, so I can do my live for free, you know, like do um, high possibility or low possibility, you know, for certain sure. farms, you know, it, for intros or whatever, or for like musical bits, or even for some of the tunes. Usually for the tunes, I stick really, you know, exactly where the album does. But um, yeah, so if I was going to do a fix, and I like the idea of having analog effects on the drums, you know, like if it's like a high pass or low pass filter or like a saturation or something. Um, if, you know, if the artist, uh, what, you know, is excited about that or the MD, I guess. I'm like very, I feel like Gaver is like, like they've done it really beautifully and I'm, yeah, come can't believe the the journey from yeah that first little like <laughs> riffing my triggers out to like having this in my lounge now which is like an amazing you know cool. no it seems like a great partnership for sure are you are you still going to be playing ludwig and roland or are you oh, kind yeah, of stepping yeah, yeah. more oh, okay cool yeah for sure ludwig like the drum you know my drum company and like i get to yeah. use electronic stuff for gave it's sick um yeah so yeah ludwig amazing like oh that's like stupid like i can't believe i'm on ludwig Isn't i know cool? it is yeah it's like you're in great company for uh, sure. It's like a childhood dream come true. Yeah, it's silly. I'm very good. and Zildjian as well. And do you still use an Acrolyte live? Yeah, the, uh, that was my last tour. The first tour I used to Black Beauty, and then mm. um, I feel like the Black Beauty um, now it's like my favorite snare for recording. Yeah, there's a reason why it's so great. Um, but for live, I think it was had too much tone. Like it's got a beautiful like low end tone to it. Um, which I love in the studio, but, um, for live with the samples, like Acrylite fits really nice in with the electronic samples. I agree. hundred yeah. percent agree. Um, all right. Yeah. Let's go to number four or sorry. Number three, number three. So this is another concert actually. And it is like a time when I was working and I, and I got to work at this concert and it's, um, the who and it's Zach Starkey playing for the who hmm. and oh man, this guy, like, yeah, I was like mesmerized by him and i yeah. still am like he's sick um i've got to see him like a few times now with the who his stuff with oasis is like some of my favorite drumming ever it's so oh i didn't know he played with oasis oh yeah he played on i think he played on a couple albums and then he like toured for them for a bunch um i think it was just his feel you know what i think it's just like when the music's so good all you need to do is a simple beat and like Mm. and like just like lay that and like i think that's what i love like for me anyway like that's the kind of drumming i've always you know like it gets me excited it's just like just like playing like the simple groove and the music's so good. It's like that the end result is just like, that's my favorite kind of drumming. You know? <laughs> so you would definitely say that, uh, Richard over, Oh, sorry, Zach, not his, his dad's Richard Stark. Um, uh, over Keith Moon. Yeah. yeah. You choose him. Cause I mean, when Keith is like the opposite of what you're saying, it's yeah. so different. Yeah. Mm. And I love Keith. Like that's like for a whole nother reason though, you know, like Keith stuff, like, I mean, yeah, he was kooky as heck. Like, his, like, stuff is so kooky, his feels and stuff. Like, I love how he, like, gets off the, gets off the, you know, metronome, like, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like, yeah, that just his whole personality. Like, yeah, if the drummer has like good feel and this mysterious state, insane personality that you know they're, they're rock you know it's like rock stars it's so sick you know like um but and zach you know zach's, zach's got like the rock star like probably like the the mystique and stuff but just like he's yeah, got the cool hair too yeah so sick he's got a little like um yeah yeah he's always like you know roughly enough between takes yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick, like the whole mod english thing he's real cool mm-hmm. i got to meet him uh we we played with him a couple years ago uh in san fran or seattle and sent for him and um yeah i got to meet him he's so nice he's so cool we talked about butt ki- the butt kickers <laughs> the, oh uh, the, porter and davies i think so yeah we had a good conversation about that <laughs> <It's so> <laughs> what'd you guys talk about uh, things that make our butts rumble yeah, you know just the traditional I, stuff yeah yeah i don't know how we started talking about it i think it was um yeah i don't know how but <laughs> I have one of those. They're great. I know there's other yeah. people that make them. I'm not sure if you're talking about other brands, but I tried them. Um, yeah, I tried it once on at the start of rehearsals, so like last tour, I think, or maybe in the fifth tour. But um, it was just too hard. It would have been right my acoustic kick, mm. with my electronic kicks. Um, it, um, I prefer the subs because like the 808 notes and stuff for some electronic kicks last so long. Yes, and, um, do. <laughs> just like you're, you're, you're hanging on like, for your life. like, like <laughs> more than it's not. <laughs> sure, so sure. Um, anyway, like, a, like yeah, yeah it's, uh, Zach Stucky is just saying about like his his like flow around the fills because he's doing all the Keith Moon like fills like flying around the kit so like beautifully and like his arms like oh it's just amazing like and he's another one with that like effortless feel like it's like yeah the, it just feels effortless you know like when he's playing and then like the oasis stuff is just like I'll, I'll, I'll like bring up the oasis live like um lila oasis live lila i'll see this Man, that that's like cool. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it like feel like that would be the most amazing feeling? Like playing that song in the front of that many people and just like, whoosh, whoosh, yeah. <laughs> well, what I love about that is that, and then maybe I'm alone in this, but that's like I was saying when we were listening. That's not something I would. If someone played that riff, I wouldn't think immediately to do a Motown four on the floor, four on the snare kind of thing. But it feels so perfect. That's the kind of stuff you can't teach. It's just like inherently know this is going to work and it's rad yeah it's so sick yeah he drummed on that album actually i think that's one of the ones he drummed on but yeah zach Stucky, absolute champion he's like yeah classy man like just like um just effortless feel like real tasteful like so tasteful such a tasteful drummer so simple you know it's like sure yeah <laughs> i noticed in those who songs that you showed um it seems like they're playing them slower live like he kind of tames yeah. the whole band. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Eh? Yeah, um, yeah, man, he's cool. I've seen him a few times. Last time I saw him was at Hollywood Bowl actually, and he played a V drum kit, electric drum kit. Mm. Um, 
it was my favorite like who performance but uh he's still cool yeah it's so sick. oh he played a v drum the whole like the whole who show they had an orchestra on stage oh okay um he made it sound really natural and stuff but um yeah yeah the, like i love seeing his like massive big like k sweet rise and sweet crashes you know i think sure i don't know if he if he helped develop those but i feel like he was like behind like the sweet k symbols back in the day i wouldn't be surprised because i mean that kind of drumming is just washing the whole time so i'm sure they needed something that was a little yeah they might know, have been the even i'm not sure i just i sure i saw that somewhere i might be wrong <laughs> Hey, y'all, I wanted to, <laughs> I can't say, I wanted to talk to you about a drum I've recently received from Preston at Vessel Drum Co. It's an ocean patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum, and it's incredible. It's got a 1.5 millimeter shell, brass shell, with 10 lugs, chrome over brass, triple flange hoops, a trick uh, three position strainer, 42 strand wires. It's lovely. It's loud. And it cuts and records as beautiful as a piece of butter cake. And, and Preston, actually, this is why it's called the Ocean Patina, is he covers the shell with seaweed and then drops it in the ocean for a certain period of time. And then it patinas with all these crazy cool designs. And if you all remember, Preston was actually one of the first guests on the podcast. When I first started out, I didn't really know what the Big Fat Five format was going to be or if it was going to be even Big Fat Five at all. But I went to his garage, his, his, you know, where he makes all of his drums. It was really cool. He walked me through the episode is essentially from start to finish what happens with a drum. And it was, it was a really fun episode. It's now archived at bigfatsnaredrum.com just because it doesn't fit the format of Big Fat Five. I want you to get back to the show, but go check it out. This drum is beautiful. And he actually let me use it on an Eve 6 tour and I didn't keep it and i regretted it ever since then just because i was trying to pinch pennies at the time and i just kept thinking about it and so the opportunity to get it again was presented and it is one of my favorite drums so the ocean patinaed 14 by five and a half snare drum check it out reach out to me go to vessel drum co the instagram's just at vessel drum co and check it out it's amazing it's beautiful sounds great bye and I did kind of want to, speaking of more simple drumming, um, again, I've read, at least for a point in time, you were a fan of Blink and Travis. Oh, yeah. And Like, hugely, yeah, that yeah. guy's, like, definitely, like, I, I wouldn't be who I am without his drumming, for sure. Like, like just, I'm like, right with you. I, listen, I listen, that's all I listened to when I was a teenager, you know. I had the Me whole, take off your pants and jacket, like, I could air drum the whole thing in the, you know, like, yeah, his, his parts are so... I think I probably still can. I don't listen to it enough, but... Also, just the the sound of that record is amazing. The drums yeah, yeah, yeah. sound so great. But my, I wanted to bring it up because, and I don't want to discredit him if Travis ever listens to this. I echo exactly what Ben's saying. I I love you, but with the drumming that I go towards nowadays, I feel that I my instincts are to be busier than I should be. Yeah. Do you find that something that you had to work to get over, or and do you, do you still struggle with it today when? Because I try and do too too much, and it's because of me listening to him having to be busier on top of such simple songs. Yeah. I, I think I get like those blink shows where like the songs are amazing, but also like the other guys like are not weren't the best musicians <laughs> in, in yeah. So like he kind of brought the show, and like for any like fan in the crowd, like I think a lot of people enjoy it. I think I, I get why people also like could say is busy 
and then like all this pop stuff he does when he like does collaboration with anyone else you know he's pretty like he's a brilliant pop drummer for sure but I, I know what you mean um I think the more I started making my own music and producing my own music I just put me way more in the headspace of like a producer or a song I don't want to say songwriter because I feel like I just kind of produce beats and stuff. I, I'm terrible lyrics and I, I don't think I could write any or, you know, I, I can't sing. I sound like a Muppet. <laughs> but like, Again, another parallel. <laughs> um, um, that made me think just the drums. Like it, it stopped making me think of a drummer anymore. Now I like, I want to think of myself as a musician. Like I just stopped like the simpler, the better, like or the technical prowess or like the idea of like a musician, playing something a bit more technical in the crowd, like seeing if other musicians in the crowd might pick up on it, you know, like, I don't know. It's like, it's cool. You know, it's, it's a thing that I don't know at the end of the day, for me, I'm much more interested in like the overall sound, you know, like that's, that's kind of where I, where I'm at now. Yeah. I, I mean, now I favor like maybe being overly simple rather than like tricky, but that, that's just, that's just where I'm at now. You know, there's, you know, there's music where like, the whole point is that it's this beautiful, intricate drumming, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. dudes, like, uh, Yusuf Days, like, that guy, like, it's beautiful, like, it's, like, tasteful, it's technical, it's, like, a lot of, like, he's playing a lot of notes, but it's, like, really common or, like, you know, like, those fusion drum, like, for me, like, that's, that's where technical drumming is beautiful, you know, and, and doing a lot, you know, you know, you can't help but take that out and, and just do it on the drums, like, in a solo sense and it's it's so much fun it's so cool um i think it's yeah that's that's when i that's when i really turned the corner was like making my own stuff and like realizing that like the rhythm like can come from like the synth part you know like the the bass part or whatever like being able to get a synth part to like cleverly fit in with a drum beat where it feels like one groove you know like you hit the snare and like um the synth like comes just after all like where you like hit the snare and like a feel like you, you might do a little late, you know, if you did, you can get the synth, like it's still going to, the groove is like going to be more interesting because it's not just all on the drums. So I guess that's like how I kind of started playing more simply, I guess. No, I mean, going back to Charlie Watts too, just him playing a bit, basic beat, but just doing something. It's him that, that hi hat after, you know, on the eighth note, it's like, that's a rhythm in and of itself. That's he's probably not even meaning to do. But yeah, there was Albert Hammond Jr., who was the guitarist for The Strokes. He had a little thing where he was talking about he usually writes something very basic just to get an idea out. And then he's like, how can I tweak it to make it just a little more unique? Instead of like yeah. starting from the very beginning, being like, I have to make the coolest beat that's original, you know, insert here. He's a guitarist, of course. But um, yeah, this is like only in what I'm doing in my world, like for a live show, for example, like people want to be like blown away people are going to pay like $140 per ticket and they want to show, you know, like when I talk about drumming simply and like playing the simple feel, like as simple as possible, that's just like in my music sense and like the kind of genre of music that I'm into or trying to play. But I did that probably wouldn't be cool for a lot of like general public or like be interesting, you know, like they'd much rather see like, a phenomenal like drummer like doing insane stuff like um i want to make sure i'm like not um discrediting <laughs> anyone else's style or genre of drumming here you know like i want to make that really clear you know it's like you're so diplomatic yeah <laughs> no yeah i just because you know there's basically everyone but yeah i think you're coming across as a very nice guy i don't think anyone's <laughs> taking it in a bad way like 
Dude, Ben Barter is a dick, man. I I, I love playing notes. <laughs> no, but I everyone's like everyone's different, and that's the beauty of this world. You know, mm-hmm. like the beauty of like music is like everyone's different, and that's, we we wouldn't have simple stuff without technical stuff. You know? Um, yeah, let's go to number four. This is like really got me excited, like in terms of the mindset of music it's more than music but the drums like as well they're just so simple and so funky um it is mm-hmm. this patrick cowley it, my friend jimmy he plays in the Lord band with me one of my best mates we've been through so much together and he i he gives me a lot of i really love the music taste he like is always giving me amazing fans to this year. and this this guy um patrick cowley is sick his commercial hit was with um this singer sylvester it's like a disco So this guy Patrick Cowley did like a lot of um, a lot of disco production, and then his own album. It's like pretty kooky, but um, I this one is like really influenced my own stuff, and also like the temperament of it. It's got like this kind of like I'm really into like so earnestness at the moment. Like um, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's like yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is like it's so sick. If you like isolated them and took them out, like same with Charlie Watts, you know, if you isolated like the beat and took it out and put it on a lot of contemporary music, you know, like being made today, it would be so sick, you know, like. When was that? When was that made? That was, um, that was, ah, it was in the, it would have been the 80s. um, Wow. Let me look up. um, No, that sounded super contemporary. Right. Yeah. Like it sounds like. A, a, a cool like band doing it now that was 19 between 1979 and 82 yeah yeah it's like that's tape saturated crunchy drums those yeah, are awesome. yeah exactly so i've been listening to a bit of like that music from the 80s and um that period um it's got like yeah when i talk about like the faux earnestness i it's like i'm listening to a, a few japanese like composers or like dudes like this guy um have you listened to um, Mac DeMarco? Oh, yeah. Sure. So he samples this guy, uh, Shigeo Sekito, who, who, like, influenced, I think, a lot of people. But, like, this song here...
And so his like, I'm also listening to like, it's in the it's in the same like mindset space for me. Is the type of drumming out? Um, so like this uh, kind of stuff. that like that like does so much for me (laughs) yeah yeah but like yeah it's like this like um it's so funky but it's like this earnestness behind it as well and i feel like the way to explain it is to compare it a little bit to like in my head how it works would be like on random access memories the new daft punk record omar hakeem's drumming there's like it's super funky but it's got this kind of 90s aesthetic like earnest like kind of feel about it as well that I just for some reason I just love it at the moment you know yeah it's kind of like more of a traditional like funk feel or something I don't know it's just like really it's pretty straightforward but it's still funky it's like a funky straightforward I'm like that's like the feel that I'm like real like into at the moment like and that's that's kind of bled into BB normal which yeah, is your yeah, solo yeah. stuff yeah yeah totally like it's it's like a little like kooky and like yeah Bernard Purdy does it, you know, like when he's doing the shuffle, like it's like funky, but there's also like an air of like, um, yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Like for me, it's like an earnest, like traditional feel rather than when stuff went, got real funky and like loose, you know, like, yeah. And I, I made it was between like Motown and, and Motown and where we are now. I feel like, you know, like the 1995, like Zildjian days, you know, like, you know, the Picaro dudes, you know, like, Oh yeah, you know, like all those the session drummers in, like I'm kind of digging that sound at the moment. Yeah, and that's so that yeah, practicality, like like that whole world, like and like the Japanese guys, like the whole world is. I'm that's like the thing that's really guiding me at the moment. <laughs> I'm really excited to dive into those guys. Yeah, those that those sounds are awesome. Pretty kooky. A lot of it's like mad too. Like if you go into some of the other Harumi Hasono, it's like crazy music like some of it but it, it's and it's not easy to listen to i i think i i like a lot of music that's that i think a lot of my friends don't enjoy like some of the music i put on sometimes like just i don't know it's yeah. like maybe not as like melodic or something but um yeah I, the, that stuff really excites me yeah that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. it's sounding great yeah. uh yeah so number number five so this guy uh Jim Gordon, have you? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, horrible, like heartbreaking story, you know, like and like with mental health, and I'm sure, like it's it, you know, it's not mental health doesn't make excuses on decisions. He probably made some terrible decisions, you know, like it's such a complicated and um, horrible thing, like um. Yeah. But anyway, his drumming is just like phenomenal, and like it goes back to the effortless, effortless feel, but. I think like that everyone will know like um, this break, this whole album. I, I did some research and it's um, it's an insane like story behind this album, but like everyone will know this one. Um.
Actually, one of one of my favorite playlists on Spotify, they actually have a Jim Gordon playlist. I listen to that playlist so much. Yeah. And no, it's so good. There's so many artists on there you didn't know were like, oh, he's kind of like a Hal Blaine where he's on so many things. He was a protege, yeah. That guy, mm-hmm. like, um, man, I did a session. It's on my Instagram, actually. I did a session for Donna Marcel. Um, Yeah, Donna Marcel was sick. Um, but I, I was at this recording studio. Oh, what's the name? Electrovox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they have his Camco drum kit. <laughs> oh wow yeah so if you're on instagram it's like a few months back but um and they also have Hellblane's uh concert toms <laughs> oh my do you, like on display or like as an option to use as in the an recording option to use, and i used oh my gosh i used the <laughs> kit and i was shaking i was literally oh, my course. hands were like shaking and like Hellblane's concert toms i was so nervous are those, those like yellow ones that have no yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh Ooh. man man that was like one of the greatest moments of my drumming career getting to play that kit. Absolutely. It was mad and it sounded so good, but like his drumming, he's like another one with effortless feel. He plays like, he comes up with really sick, simple, like unique parts and his feel just drives every song he plays on along. Like he pushes it along. Like he's got my favorite feel like for drummers and to have like to drum like the bongo rock thing to have that and being used as like one of like the early beats to start like the hip hop movement and the breakdance movement, you know, is, is mind blowing. And the same like Clyde Stubblefield, you know, funky drummer break. That's like the best drama for me to get so many people wanting to take what you did in that moment and like recreate and like use it. That's like successful drumming to me, you know, like, and I don't, I would assume they had no idea that that was the direction music was going to go in back then. Oh, it's another just... session, you know, although that session is mad behind the bongo rock, incredible bongo rock band. The the band was um, put together by this insane, like music exec who had already done like in the sixties or seventies, he'd put a joke album out, which was a mime artist. And it was just like, I think like 90 minutes of silence and then just a pause. And then like his neck, like, and then he did like kind of soundtrack stuff. And so this was really like all the greatest session musicians. I think John Lennon mixed it. Like he's mixing it. And so they just like, this was like, they were making soundtrack music for publishing. It wasn't like, it was just whoever was around like playing on the session. And yeah. It was like uh, just smart publishing move, you know, it wasn't like this, it wasn't a proper band or anything. So that like the whole story behind it is sick too, you know. The mime part's funny as hell. The mime album is insane to me. Yeah. So that that he's that's my other moment. You know, like that's my fourth. Fifth. Sure. No, it's a good one. All right. Yeah. Let's go to number five. Um, well, I think okay. Yeah, five. Um, I think so. What have I done? What, I've done Charlie Watts, Aaron Spears, Zach Starkey, Patrick Kelly, Jim Gordon. So this would be my one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, okay. sixth. Wow. So Jim Gordon. Be, well, I'm a drummer. Oh. I can't count. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's an odd time signature five, so I have to like round it off six. And just Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, and I love a six four feel. Um, <laughs> so my final sixth and final <laughs> dude is um, Steve Gadd. Like, I, it was like for me, I first like really discovered him on YouTube, which is kind of intuitive, I guess. But then you realize a lot of your favorite music he was drumming on anyway, you know, like, uh, so, uh, it was with Grover Washington Jr. Yeah.
my good friend Noah Breakfast, he's an amazing producer, has been teaching me a little bit about like um, library, just library music. So a lot of these like albums in the 70s were just made as library music for for movies, you know, but a lot of this library music, some there's some amazing stuff in there and it wasn't like released as an artist, it was more for just like to be used in music. The funny thing is at the beginning of that, that could have, if you would have told me that was like an outtake from Daft Punk Alive from like 97 or something, I would have been like, oh, of course that is. Yeah, they, used, they, they definitely have like, yeah, from that, from the, like the homework and stuff album, they do like some pretty cool tales like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but man, that I think I think a lot of drummers have had the gad. It's like you have the gad moment. It should be like mm-hmm. it should be like a, a milestone in a lot of drummers' lives. Like when did you just, when did you like really when did gad like really like you felt you know like oh that's what drumming like that's how you do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like yeah, I definitely like it was a, it was a few years ago now, but like yeah, like I like maybe five years ago, probably pretty late. Um, it was late for me too. Yeah. Um, but then like you listen back to like the Skelly Dan and stuff and like Paul Simon, you're like, oh, I've been listening to him for years anyway. <laughs> you just and that's why I love those songs, you know, it's like the drums mm-hmm. but, like you just uh, join the dots. But um Well yeah, I mean that's why Gad's Gad, because you can there's yeah. you know, there's the stuff he did with Paul yeah. Simon and then you yeah. hear that and you're like, Oh, that's the same drummer. I have so much to learn. Um yeah. and it was cool at the beginning of that, he's he still feels like he's like he's pushing it, but he's so aware of the downbeat, and it almost sounds like the beginning of the bass drum at the beginning of every bar. Yeah. It's almost behind. He's like, I'm, I'm yeah. still building that foundation, but yeah. still pushing it. Yeah, he's got a particular feel for sure. Like, mm-hmm. and it might, you know, like it's it's like just one of the best. But it might not work for every style of music genre. But um, it works for a lot of stuff. <laughs> like his feel is like, oh my gosh, and it's like a little like. Yeah, behind it's like it's like a little like um, swampy, you know. It's like so sick, yeah. Yeah. But that guy, like that, yeah. He and um, yeah, that guy like changed a lot for me, you know. Like when I when I discovered like. Have you ever met him? No, no. Dude, that was the most nerve wracking conversation of my life. So he uses big fat snare drum, not officially, but he, you know, we we sent him some stuff, and through the email, he got my phone number just through my big fat email and he called me. It was, it was a random number. It was like an Arizona number and I was driving. So I pulled over and it was him and it was just like, <laughs> I don't really get nervous a lot around drummers, especially cause I, it's just like, we're all family, but he was the one dude that was like, yes, sir. Of course. Yeah, of course, sir. <laughs> it's just like talking to the queen or something, you know? <laughs> was he pretty old business though? Was he like preaching? He was very, um, I'll say he was very relaxed. Yeah, yeah. He was very just like, hey, man, I love I love those rings, man. Let's get some of that stuff, you know. But it was just so, so chill, you know. Like he had just had an afternoon tea and he was just he was just chilling. It was like maybe 30 seconds. He just wanted to confirm some sizes. But it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I got off the phone just shaking like that was stupid. Yeah. Would, yeah. This is the giants of the game, I think. Basically. Well, did you, I mean, I'll, I'll let you um, have an opportunity. Did you have an honorable mention that? You almost got in there that, uh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, recently. Okay, one, like, if you're talking breakbeats, um, mm-hmm. this guy, Malcolm Kato, he, he was, like, he's a very mysterious, like, interesting drummer to me. He's an English guy, I think. There's some random clips of him on YouTube thinking about, but playing these amazing breakbeats in these, like, kind of echoey rooms on rural signature drum.
that that was a real cool um, thing. Um, another one is Krangovin, DJ, the drummer. I do know these guys because I actually just uh, they were on Song Exploder. Do you know that? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah I listened to that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah so we won't forget. And that's that that groove as well is so. Yeah, that so guy tasty. is like an animal. Oh my gosh, he's insane. That he can, like, I doubt they would have quantized or anything. Like, that's just his feel. Yeah. So unfair. Well, I think from what I've heard from that episode is that most of their stuff is like live in a room and then they'll overdub the vocals later. But for the most part, the final tracks or at least the bass and the drums are just like, yeah, together. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Insane. Oh, okay. Another couple of quick ones. Yeah, please. Um, Cody Nelson from the Minchicks, a well, unknown mortal orchestra. Okay. They're a New Zealand band. That guy like is, well, him and his brother, like, they were in a band, New Zealand band, Minchicks, and then they um, did their own things. And so it's 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 uh, Ruben Nielsen is the brother. He's he's an unknown orchestra, and then his brother Cody drums for him. They're both probably great drummers, but Cody is an fantastic drummer. You should look into Cody Nielsen. Like that guy is like, uh, and his whole production. He like he's a genius. He produces all like they they produce all themselves. Like yeah, that, that guy is um, insane. Uh, John Theodore, the last in his comitorium. That was like changed the game for like all my friends at the time. Like we all like all we listened to that that opened our minds, our tiny minds. <laughs> yeah. Up, yeah, it blew our tiny minds. Um, yeah, and then obviously Tony Allen as well. I, I cannot, I cannot mention Tony Allen. But I feel, I feel so bad. I don't, oh, I don't Fela know that Cudi, drummer. Yeah, yeah, Fela Cudi's like. Get, get, he's just like um, incredible um, drummer. So you drum for Fela Fudi, and that guy like um, it's like kind of African rhythms done on a traditional drum kit. Yeah. So yeah, he passed away this year, and oh, but that guy Tony Allen like there's some incredible videos on YouTube. For some reason, Russia loves beat making and like. Um, like not only like the beat making on MPC like type pads, but also just love like like drummers with great groove. And so they have these competitions where they have like it's like hours long, and they'll it'll be like Bernard Purdy versus Tony Allen, and they'll both have a both have a bass player, and it's like a it's like it's like a versus thing. And so one guy will play a beat, and then the other guy will play a beat. And they're not even playing the same kind of beat. They're just playing the grooves, whatever they want to It's play. a groove off. That's so awesome. That There should be definitely more of those. All these, like, yeah, like, all these, like, straight-up Russian people, like, just loving it in the crowd. Mind-blowing stuff. And the drum kits are, like, insane. Like, I think Tony Allen's playing, like, B8 saving cymbals on, like, one of his kits. You know, like, just, like, it's yeah. so low-key. It's so sick. But, um, yeah. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I know you said you're procrastinating, but um, uh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I should. But uh, where where can people find you? Um, you know, just to you know. Yeah, Instagram is like the one I uh, I like I keep people updated with my drumming stuff mainly on that. Uh, ben underscore butter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ben underscore butter, and then um, yeah, then I have my music. If anyone, yeah, that's it's pretty wacky. It's uh, BB normal, and so you can find that link to my Instagram account. I got to say that thank you to this morning because I was like, I know the B, I know your BB Normal music on Spotify, but I was like, I was curious if there was a YouTube video, and so I typed in BB Normal, and the first thing that came up was this guy was shot in the finger by a BB, 
and it was like this procedural video of them removing it and it was so disgusting but of course i watched it um i'm also the guy that watches like pimple popping videos so i'm weird like that but uh so thank you for that well if youtube people will hopefully one day like <laughs> there is it's not a big thing yet and then ben butter drums i just got a new website i'm pretty proud of it i made it myself and awesome man. Drums.com. and that's more for my session drumming so and you actually have that that video where you kind of talk about you know how you um kind of set up the drums and you know after like how you process the drums i guess is the oh yeah yeah for. that was yeah that was a few while ago and like um yeah i feel with those videos that kind of production stuff you're constantly changing the developing so i've got like a bit of a different setup now so like but yeah that that's just like um yeah kind of how i process live drums like and it was cool yeah sorry to keep it there's so many people that are better at processing drums than me it's just like what i've like <laughs> think of it's Not- but um yeah like um yeah, hopefully there's a few little tips for people. Yeah. Um, all right, well, I'll let you uh, get to work, but uh, Sweet, thanks for coming on, man. No worries. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. See you, see you, buddy. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out BigFatSnareDrum.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at BigFatSnareDrum. The audio you're hearing was edited with Isotope RX Audio Editor. It's magic. So go check that out at isotope.com. Cheers.